Hey guys, just wanted to share a message from our sponsor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tool allows you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. You've booked the job. You're heading to the set, but you don't want to look like you don't know what you're doing. You want to look like you own the place. We're going to talk about that today. Acting Class Weekly with legendary character actor Sean Whelan. Lessons, tips, and insight into the craft and business of acting from a man who's been directed by the likes of Spielberg, Eastwood, Tim Burton, Ang Lee, Michael Bay, Wes Craven, Tom Hanks, and many more of Hollywood's A-List. He is 30 years an actor and your professor, Sean Whelan. I have been on an incredible roll with my openings. Roxy's my mentor. This time I got a little, like, you know, a, cl- a look of, can you clarify what you meant? Well, because you're right, and I like that you've been expanding the intros so yes. people know what they're teasing and tuning in yeah, for. But yeah. when you walk into a place like you own the place, I feel like that you could... You might come, you come might, cocky. Yeah, like it Spielberg was a might term, look at you and be like, do you own this place, yeah, little it, peasant girl? The the I guess <laughs> it's it's an old term. It doesn't actually mean that you own the place. That it's It's an kind of uh, allegory to is allegory the right word? But it's an allegory to the... Analogous, right? Analogous to you're comfortable here. You don't you know, you're you're not gonna be, you you belong here. You've been invited here, you belong here. So and you it's kind look of like you that. belong. Yeah, you kind of look like you belong, but that's that's the old fra- uh, that's the old phrase. It's basically saying don't walk in nervous, scared, sticking sticking out like a sore thumb like I don't belong here. Walk in like Lizzo. Walking like Lizzo. We were talking about who who hates Lizzo. Anyone who hates Lizzo, please don't listen to our show. I'm we, kidding. We have no Lizzo, we have Lizzo no, haters here. No Lizzo haters. I, I mean, we were literally talking about, my daughters and I go, from the youngest of kids to the oldest of men and women. I don't know anyone who goes, ugh, I don't like her. Yeah. But, you know, she's a very, like, walking like Lizzo, right? We actually don't know how she walks in. She might be very well, contrite. Yes, we and, do. She does her hair toss, checks her nails. There you go. And she's doing well. Do we feel lonely? It's just the it's the core group. We've had so many guests over three weeks. Guest after guest. Guest after guest. Am it's I not just good enough the, for you uh, anymore? No. I, uh, Jeff and I were talking about it. He, he said, uh, you know, back to the uh, core tree. I forget. You had a better. I said core dream tree. Team, baby. The dream team. He said we're back to the dream That's team. That's so much better than back to, what did you say, the core? Core trio. Core trio. It's not even a thing. Core trio. They call us the core trio. They call us the core trio. Or they call us the police. You know, because that's three people. And they went, "Mm, let's go for the police. We're Sting. I'd be Sting. So we're just the police? No. Andy Summers was very important in crafting the sound. Oh, there were only two the people on the, uh, the police? It was Sting and two others? You don't know this? Well, I was named after Sting and the Police song, but I kind of feel like there was four of them. What? Mr. Fantabulous, help me out here. Please you tell know, me I, you know I will help you out, but I, I am going to defend Rox because you said we're kind of like the police. The police, yeah. But if, are we Sting and, and the police? police? Are we Sean and the police? Or no, Sean and then we're no, all no, also the police. Do you refer to Sting as a police man? Well, he he's when it, when he toured with the police, it wasn't Sting and the police. It was Sting and the police. No, it was not. Now it's Sting and the police? Never was. That's what they're known Never as, Sting was. and the police. Never once. I am... You never can confused once, on this, Rox, because I agreed with you up until I just Googled. Never they're just known as the once, police. Always. According to Wikipedia, but when then. So when it's, not, it's like Eric Clapton and Cream. It's just Cream. No, it's not Tom Petty and the Harper. Yeah. Like, it's look at the this, police. Look at this album, though, that I have pulled out. This is why yes. it's confusing. What was that? Sting this and says the police. The very best of Sting and the police. That's because it has solo stuff from Sting uh, as well the as the police. Wow. <laughs> All, All my life, Sean. All never. my life. Never once. When they re- did their reunion tour in 2004 or five, whatever. It was just as the, the police. police. Oh. The police are on tour. Well, the more you know. So here's the thing is, the, the, it's very strong. He wrote the songs, but Andy Summers crafted the very original guitar sound, and Stuart Copeland is considered one of the best drummers in rock and roll. So my Stuart or Andy? 
I think you'd be more of the steward Thank because you so you're backing me up. And I think Jeff crafts the beautiful sound. You're out. You're fine. You're out. Mm. Now it's, and all the people now just listening don't know what just happened. I rocked out. I air... Air, air, air drummed. Air drummed. It's the police and and new drummer is the name of our group. Mm-hmm. All right. So we are going to... Tangent. Watch. So, so weird one. Weird, weird, weird tangent. But we're artists and we're allowed to. Yes, we're, true. Facts. So that's, you know. So listen, we are talking about how to behave when you're on your set. Yes, you don't want to walk in cocky. But you. here's my main objective with today's thing. Walk in to make everyone's job easier. It's a busy frantic place with just normal problems don't become one of anybody who works on the set problems that makes sense so i will throw one clarification in there sean because i used this the other day and got called out somebody said how if you're making everyone's job easier doesn't that make your job harder yes yeah yes it does the answer is yes So, so N- yeah. Everyone's job, but yours. You're and I love the callback to our DMV character. Please listen to creating <laughs> no, content. That, she doesn't have words. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But if she did, <laughs> that would be yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yes, it if is making did. your job slightly harder. And as always, the this new characterization of this obnoxious woman that actually isn't Miss Phenomenal Roxy Stryer is with me. Thank you very much, Sean Sting, policeman, and uh, Mister Funtabulous, aka Andy Summers, Jeff. Uh, Andy Summers because it's always like summer when you're around me. Oh, I love that, and it just Do I you? F- no, it's so cheesy. But I'm being yes, uh, and yeah, yes, it's and. like yeah. winter. Yes, around <laughs> us. Yes. All right, mm-hmm. Sting. I'm gonna no, forget. It. I don't. I don't have anything because it was, I was doing something with the microphone because it looks like a bee and the Sting. Oh, and, you know what I mean? Bzzz, something like that. Let's buzz on to the next topic. Exactly. What a transition. <laughs> Before we get into our topic today, we're going to talk about Sean's Week on three police. One, two, three. Sean's Week. You don't have Ooh. to put on a red light. Put on a red light. <laughs> Sean's Week. Put on the red light. Ooh, I think we got to stop, though, but it was Illegal. so good. Probably yeah. legally. We're going to get in trouble. <laughs> it's so close. We're going to get in trouble. Us, yeah. So, so many things are going on. I am devouring actor biography right now. That's what's happening for me audio in my or? audiobooks. I, I listen to them when I go to bed. I listen to them in my car. Anna Kendrick I've listened to. Listened to Carol Burnett talk about her 11 years on her show. And I just am in the midst of Alec Baldwin right now, which is so cool because you realize what a small town it is for two reasons. One, he mentions an actress that he dated, who I know very well, uh, which was odd. I didn't know she dated him. And also he said, hey, I did Hunt for Red October, and I worked with Jan DeBont, who went on to direct his own films like Speed and Twister, which, of course, I knew Jan because he was my director on Twister. So I so realized, cool. wow, the, the, you know, the world is kind of small. When I listened to Brian Cranston, he said all the people who influenced his acting technique, and he mentioned Mindy Sterling, another one of my friends. So, wild. Very wild. So exciting. Um, so that was really neat. Getting ready for Memphis this weekend um, to do a workshop of comedy improv in the morning towards creating your own content, as well as deepening living under imaginary circumstance in the scene work in the afternoon. That's this Saturday, October 19th. And I know this is an evergreen show, but... You know, if you're listening live. Uh, the other thing is my uh, movie that I'm in dropped uh, yesterday, Rob Zombie's Three from Hell. Damn. And he was posting a few things, but he did a specific shout out to me yesterday what do you on mean? Instagram. He had a picture of me. And, well, there's a whole beverage joke thing, grape soda, that happens in the movie. I don't want to spoil it. But grape soda plays a huge role in my scene. From and got milk to grape that's soda. That's what I told him. I said, you've continued my beverage career. 
And uh, so he posted something of, you know, hashtag grape soda. And yeah, he did a shout out to me. And Sean, that is so cool. Yeah, it was really. He said he just said, "Hey, you know, grape soda, dude. Wrong move, my friend." And you know, did my. But it, the funny thing was, he spelled my name wrong. E L A N S, but alien. But it didn't matter. But a lot of people were like, "Hey, it's Roach. It's Roach." Into the picture, and and I've been very good about commenting and liking those and replying to the people who mentioned me by name, and now they're following me. So a little. News. We're going to do a whole social media thing. I'm convincing Roxy. Please jump on any comments and coerce her to be our social media person because I want her to do it. Anything for you, Sean. Anything. And then uh, what else do I have to talk about? So then, and then I'm starting up my sketch class tonight, and I've gotten three new students just from people coming to see the show. They so were crazy. so they they only, they saw it once. The girl, both of them liked it so much they came back twice, and now they're signing up because they couldn't believe the writing and the energy of the show. So things are good. Like I'm very, That's I'm awesome. very excited, and, and Halloween's coming up. And next week I fly to Boston to see my daughter, and uh, and then go to Chiller Theater, a convention in New Jersey, and then it'll be the first time that I will have Three from Hell merch, including. I'm going to buy a whole bunch of cheap six-packs of grape soda that I'm going to sign. That's great. I <laughs> love Sean, that. I want to say one thing before yes, we move sir. on. I love that you read and listen to actor biographies just because it shows how much you practice what you preach. You're always encouraging our listeners to be immersed in the industry, and it just... Yeah. Of course, I've always viewed you as like a capital-A actor, but that kind of stuff is really what seals the deal for me. So. Well, I mean, I also... when Listen, when my actor friends all said, go see the Joker, you know, regardless of what you feel about it, but Joaquin's performance is amazing. You really need to see it. Uh, you know, I went, okay. And I went, my girlfriend didn't wasn't really interested, and I went and made sure that I saw it so I could stay in the conversation, see what's going on. And, you know, I'm always curious. And it was the kind of thing that I said, I have no interest in seeing any Heath Ledger, you know, forget it, I'm out. You'll never have to see another Joker. And, you know, I just thought Joaquin's performance was phenomenal. But to Jeff's point, typically actors like to see movies or yeah. because they like I to be I see what movies. you're saying. So the fact listening that to biographies. But, yeah. uh, because that's part of studying the craft. And I agree, watching movies is as well. But it's an interesting thing that even this far into it, you're curious about other people's stories and journeys and tips and tricks and all of that stuff. I yeah. agree with Jeff that that makes you unique. I think, Sean, and correct me if I'm wrong, one of the reasons you do that is because you genuinely enjoy it. I do. I do, but I also, I do, now that I'm becoming a voice for acting, I do feel it's kind of hypocritical if I don't know as much as I can and to hear as many people's journeys and what they learned and the strengths, I can sp- I be able to speak to it. I smell a book coming. There may be. It was so funny. A friend of mine said, well, you now you can't write a book because you got this podcast. And I go, no, you write a book because of the podcast, yeah, actually. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, that would be, that's kind of the dream a little bit. Alec Baldwin had a little bit. podcast and it was yeah. excellent. A little bit of a dream. Uh, yeah, so those are my big news. And also, I just got another new student based on this podcast reached out to me, so. That's all great. exciting. So all all good things. Just busy, busy, busy. Uh, busy, so t- busy, busy. That's today. from one of the Frosty uh, the Snowman things, right? Yeah, busy, busy, busy. busy. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the magician. The this weird magician. Jew's trying to be more Christmas friendly. There you go. That's a horrible Christmas special. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so today we're going to talk about what it's what you're going to do before you get to the set when you first get there. Uh, how to settle in and how to make the most of when you those first few hours when you get there. They're crucial to setting an impression of yourself. And we're going to talk about all that as well as I'm going to talk about what it was like to walk in the circus set of Twister for six months in the Midwest. Can't so wait for that. Stay tuned. But before we do that. We want you guys to hear everything that we have going on and to be able to expand our reach. And I don't know how we would do that. 
Do you, Roxy? I do. Uh, something that you guys could do that could really help us out is rate, comment, subscribe. Ooh, so right on top of the why? Music. Yeah, the music is excellent. Why do you do those things? Well, when you rate and you subscribe, it helps us with those algorithms. You know, the stuff Sean and I are so good at as Killer. mathematicians. But really, it does help the community grow and helps people find us, which we really appreciate. And when you comment, we know what it is you guys want us to talk about, which is really helpful because we try to plan our lessons towards that when you guys are curious how to create your own work or what to do on a set or headshots, reels, all of that stuff, what to put in there, what not to. We've gotten that all from your comments. So thank you for doing that. Also, every week, I give shout-outs to the people who do write comments. Okay. And that's another reason to write it. You can hear your name and comment live on air. I have given some to our amazing Jeff Graham in the booth, and I think he has them for us. We can read a couple comments, Mr. Fantabulous. I sure do. So, the first one comes... These are actually comments that we got on videos. The first one I'm going to read to you is related to last week's Acting Class Weekly. Mike Kling says, weekly highlight for me, for sure. Which is um, great. That weekly is nice. highlights. A weekly highlight. Talking about people who come in every single week. So, yes, we are evergreen, but also watching us live, it's helpful, especially as the industry is always changing. You want to yes. be on top of it. Totally. And then, Sean, surprise for you. Uh-oh. Uh, Sean made another network appearance last night on our sister network, Popcorn Talk. Yes, uh, I he did. He was briefly talking about a movie called uh, The People Under the Stairs, a movie that you were in. Yes. And a movie that we covered yesterday on a wonderful show that our sister network, Popcorn Talk, produces called... Guilty Movie Pleasures. Yes. Uh, and William Lowry had a comment. This was an amazing episode. Love this movie and was cool y'all managed to get Sean Whalen to come on for a little bit to talk about his experiences working on the movie. Wow. Very it was cool. cool. We managed to get Glad Sean Whalen. Very cool. We, we did. So again, rate, comment, subscribe, thumbs up, five star, wherever you are, and your comments will be read live on air. Very Thanks cool. Thanks for the help, guys. Thank you very much. We managed so to get Sean So that was Sean a surprise. Whalen. Yeah, yeah but I didn't want you to know cool. you were going to read a Guilty Movie Pleasures yeah, review no, on I air. Yeah, no, I love it. So cool. I love it. And we didn't talk about what we normally talk about, the elephant in the room, the comfy sweater. I got to say, though, more than the sweater, I'm loving the green on you. Really? Yeah, that's a really good color for really? you. Really? See, I went and got, like, basic t-shirts to wear under my suit jackets and things like that for this mm-hmm. show. Usually you know the blue because the eyes. The blue, you, right, you pull pop. that trick, But this is a more subtle. Like, you're not saying... Still an I eye kn- pop. You're not saying, I know I have blue eyes. I'm in a blue shirt. Look at me. This right. is saying, like, I do have blue eyes. I but do, also, have... green looks good on and, me. And could you pass me the stew? Yes, Because please. it's not too mm-hmm. much. Because you're not... casual. Yeah, you're yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm casual. And I'd like a biscuit with that as well. Uh, but also, please. But also, please. Yeah, yeah as always. I'm so cool. let's dive in. So, anyway, the comfy sweater. Why? Why the comfy sweater? Because you want to be comfortable on a set. I want you to feel relaxed. I want you to feel comfortable before you change into your costume or after. So, are you saying you should wear sweaters to sets? Sweaters. I wear sweats, sweaters, uh, sweatshirts, casual, nice stuff that because you might get to the set and they might say, hey, we don't need you to change for a while. And you might have a 5 a.m. call. So, what is a great opportunity? curl up with your sweatshirt make it into a pillow or and take a nice nap or put your hoodie over your head and take a little nap so i always encourage nice comfy clothes so that's the reason i'm wearing my comfy sweater is it possible that you are too casual coming to a set ever uh not when you first get there i mean listen i'm not saying to look please clean you know clean and stuff but you definitely comfy there's so many people i know come very comfortably dressed often i will say for the women out there i'll wear like a pair of my like lululemons leggings something like that workout clothes right a t-shirt or a hoodie something something. comfortable yeah nice and comfortable sneakers yeah boots yeah something like that so let's go back let's go back to you we've booked the job we've talked about it in one of our previous episodes so you book the job you get your call sheet you you figure out your time i want you to the night before i want you to plan your night to get the ample amount of rest, whatever that is for you, your chamomile tea, your CBD oil, whatever you're doing to relax. Um, And I want you to, before you go to bed, give yourself time to unwind, but take another look. It never, there's no downside. Get the directions squared away. Put them in your, the best thing I would like to do is, let's say the day before and I have a 6 a.m. call, 
if I'm up or around that time or I'll even set an alarm sometimes, I'll do a Google Map or a Waze or something like that to see how long it says it will take, you know, at that time. So I can plan to have that. And then once you figure out how long it takes, add another 15 to 30. I do that as well. And the other thing I do is I Google, this is for people in L.A. I'm sure you can do it in other cities too, L.A. road closures. Okay, yeah. And I'll see if the next day, because we have so much construction going on all right, the time. Right, So, you know, if barms close and yeah. I'm going to be screwed, I need to know that i got to leave myself 20 more minutes to go yeah. around and take the five. Yeah, get 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 all the info you, you need to know as much as you can, obviously. Mm-hmm. But there may be mistakes. There may be unforeseen things. So that's why you add that extra 15. I would say add an extra half hour. There's literally no downside to being there early. You may not be able to get in your trailer or your holding area because you're a little too early, but that's fine. You can chill in your car. At least you're there. Uh, Also, if you have one where you're going to be signing a contract or financial paperwork, you need a passport. Uh, You need a copy of your passport. They say you can bring it, but what that means is usually they need a third party to fill it out in front of you and sign it. Well, no PA that's signing in a bunch of people at once usually has that time. So they have you fill it out. They'll look it over and sign it. And then all you'll have to do is just give them a nice cop- printed color copy of your passport that has all the pertinent information. So I always, I used to carry like five or six in a backpack for all my bookings because you always need it for your I-9, which is pretty Proof of citizenship. For people who do not have a passport, there actually is another option. You have to look into what it is, but I believe it is your, your social security card, card and, and your driver's li- and your license. license. And your driver's and license. And if you don't have those things, there are like it's a list of you need things from column A and B. Passport right. is obviously the easiest. Passport's but make sure you have that set away before you get there. Good point. Good point. Um, this is I went around and I asked and I've done this for a while. When I went to makeup departments and I went to costume departments, I said, what's the advice you would give someone before they came to a set? And this is where the bar is, ladies and gentlemen. They just said, please take a shower. Just be clean. That's all we ask is be clean. Can you imagine they're trying to do your makeup and you've got in, or hair and you've got incredibly dirty hair. You've got uh, horrible BO. You're, you know, they're trying to put makeup on a greasy skin that you haven't really washed in a while. I mean, this makes everything harder. I mean, it, it's insane that that's what they told me to do, but it's the, the most basic levels. Just be clean, folks. For people with longer hair, uh, specifically the women, if you're getting your hair done, but for men with longer hair as well, what I will say is, has been asked of me is to wash your hair the night before. It's very hard for things that you wash your hair that day to hold anything that they're trying I to see. put. So okay. you don't want it to be, you want it to be clean, but you would like it to be completely dry from the night before and uh, right. it's easier to style. So when you get up in the morning, you can throw in a scrunchie exactly. or a hair tie and then they'll, exactly. they'll deal with so it but it's, come with but it's dry clean okay. and it's going to be clean enough from the, the night 8 before. to 10 hours yep. that you okay that's good and then from the costume department they literally asked me please wear underwear mm-hmm. I mean and I was like come on you've got to be kidding me and they said no the, so many people will, you know, they'll have to do changes quickly and stuff, and they don't wear underwear. And they're like, first of all, it's unsanitary for all our costumes and for us. Um, and then, obviously, clean underwear. And just wear underwear that you don't care if someone sees you in. If you're involved in theater, you don't care. 95% they leave you alone, let you change. You're usually in your trailer. But if you're on an independent where they don't have a trailer... You might have to just go behind a little curtain, and sometime that curtain is has a gap in it, and people see you. Just nice, clean underwear so you can change comfortably. Sometimes Spanx is good yeah, for women. So a couple quick follow-ups for the women out there. Yeah. Uh, no-show underwear is something that you really want to look into, depending on what they're having. So that's where you can't see the lines through what right. you're wearing, because right. a lot of times they'll have it's you kind of like Spanx, right? Um, no, because it doesn't suck you in. It's just you can't see the line of the underwear, because you okay. don't know. If if you know what they're putting you in, you can wear underwear accordingly. But sometimes they change you day of, or that's happened to me a bajillion okay. times, day of costume change. Um, I always also bring a extra bra in my bag, different than the one that I'm wearing. So like a strapless, just in case they end up doing something else okay. and they don't have something. Um, right. So the bra that you're wearing and strapless. So backup yeah. underwear, backup bra. Yep. 
usually they'll have something there for you, but it might not fit you in the way that you want it to. Right. So, you know, these are just ba- clean and clean. It's literally your, you know, your mom is letting you out the door to go to school. It's be clean and have thing. undergarments be, on. Yeah, yeah, be clean and have underwear. Uh, I, One more quick question about wardrobe, Sean. Yes, sir. Um, and you might be getting into this, but if I am asked to come to set with a specific look that I'm bringing, mm-hmm. I shouldn't wear that to set. I should bring it to set. Good point. Yes, if you're doing an independent movie. So when I did that independent movie, I'm actually going to go to a Brooklyn film festival, I think I mentioned on my last show, next Saturday night, week from this Saturday. And it was shot at UCLA, and I brought a bunch of clothes. And what I did was I knew he wanted dark slacks, so I wore the dark slacks uh, just because I knew we were only shooting for a few hours. And then I brought a bunch of different shirts. But if it's a long drive and you know you may not be shooting for a while, yeah, wear your comfy clothes and just bring that stuff. Bring it to the costume where they're going to approve it. They might want to steam it, iron it, and stuff like that too. Um, but it depends on how low budget and how quick you're going to be working. Like I said, I, I knew I was going – we were – Literally meeting in the parking lot and walking right to the, our locations at UCLA campus. So yeah. that's fine, but I just, he needed an option of shirts. If they've asked you to bring your own look, I would take a picture, send it to them, make sure you're on the right track as yeah. well, get them to yeah. clear it, and then still bring an extra one just in case. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it, it might look different. Uh, right. So when great question, Jeff. Yeah, very good. I always bring a backpack with all this stuff. How do you? Uh, that's is my. Am I right? Yeah. It's so funny. Is like that what you, you? So you do a backpack. So this too. is what I do. A backpack. You can obviously it does not have to be a backpack. It can be a bag. It can be a, like a briefcase type bag. It can be a mini, you know, overnight bag, whatever. But I like to have these things with me because it's almost like you're going on a trip. You're just not spending the night. Yeah. Because you're there ninety percent of the time for a very long time. And I like to bring, first of all, a few good pens to do all your paperwork. That's the paperwork, the contracts we're going to sign. We're going to talk about that in a second. Don't forget chargers for your phone if you're going to be doing business. Sometimes you're going to have downtime. I used to write scripts on sets or take care of my social media obligations while I was on set. And you don't want your phone to run out. You might be hearing you know, something about another audition for the next day. Uh, so you want to have your phone and your computer, if you bring it, properly charged, bring your chargers, even if you don't have a trailer and an outlet, usually there will be a place somewhere that someone has to plug something in to see, you know. So chargers for your laptop and for your phone. I like to bring a laptop. I like to have all my business. Plus, I like to watch movies if I can. Uh, Sometimes if I know I'm going to be on a set and it's going to be remote, I'll download a couple movies the night before and then I can sit wherever I am to watch a movie. Um, a snack if you're concerned about diet. Sometimes the lower the budget, usually the cheaper the stuff. It might be just chips and things like that. And maybe you break out with a lot of oil or you don't want a lot of the salt or, you know, any of that stuff. If you're unsure, just make sure you have yours instead of the other option is calling the producer. Can I talk to the food person? Can you make sure that they have what is that doing? It's making their job harder. When you can just go pick up the kind of power bars that fit your dietary restrictions or whatever, make it easy on them. They're going to have some stuff, usually fruit and some veggies, but, you know, I throw a couple of things that I know I would like to have and not that they will have. If they ask you about your dietary concerns, feel free to say, however, don't count on it. Did a shoot this week with a uh, major company and they asked me before and I said, you know, I can't eat cheese and I got there and they're like, so we know you're a vegetarian so we got you this cheese sandwich. Right. And I was like, Thank you so much. Yeah, exactly. Great, thank you. And I took yeah. the power bar from my bag, ate it, yep. took the sandwich, politely looked like I ate it, threw it in the trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. If she wasn't prepared for that. Yeah, so just be prepared. You know, you're you're prepared that you're going to be on your own. And that's what my point is about making everyone's job easier is because you don't want to burden them with stuff that's really not a problem to the production. Right. The production is the number one goal. Mm-hmm. And your power bar needs are not a production problem. Okay, then I like to have a water bottle, a refillable water bottle. 90% of the time they'll have either, sometimes they'll have little plastic water bottles, but a lot of times they just have places that you can fill up water bottles. So I have that just in case they don't have the little small plastic ones. A book, 
You might be sitting somewhere for a long time, especially in Independence, where you might not have a trailer, or you might not have. A, you might be out in a field somewhere, and you just grab a little. They set up a little chair for you under a tree, and you can sit there and read your book. So I like to have a book with me, headphones in case I want to listen to music. Also, from my computer or watching my movie, or your audiobook. Yeah, or my audiobook. Listen, if you're watching a movie and you're in a place by yourself, you don't want to play the music, you know, or the movie loudly. You put in your headphones, so it's respectful to everyone around you. Now, this is something that a lot of people don't do, but it's good for your other actors. A toothbrush and a travel toothpaste. So after lunch, after you break for your meal or you've had your breakfast um, or you know a major snack that they may walk around with an offer, brush your teeth. If you're going to be doing scenes a lot of around people, it's good to have a little toothbrush and a little toothpaste. So if you don't have a bathroom in your trailer and you're an independent, usually they're going to have some kind of bathroom area. And 90% of the time, they'll have some uh, running water somewhere. So just dive into that and uh, brush your teeth. Worst case scenario, worst case scenario uh, mouthwash is great to have with yeah, you. Yeah, mouthwash, that, that's a good addition. Yeah. I'd say floss as well while we're talking about yeah. it, just in case you know that yeah. gets stuck in your teeth. You right, don't need it. right, exactly. That's a good one too because a lot of snacks won't uh, true, Jeff, are nuts on sets. A lot of times, they'll have nuts on sets, um, including me. <laughs> but um, thank you. I was waiting you for are something. Nuts. Something. I like I said, if it's a small, if I know I'm going to be there all day, and I know I have a trailer or a space for myself, I'll bring my own pillow, guys, and I'll you know for napping. And and as I mentioned, a big big sweatshirt or a big extra jacket that you can take off just like kind of on a plane you roll it up and then you can take a nap and sometimes if you know during the day and you're not going to shoot till later i'll bring a little eye mask a little sleeping mask too just so i know i can take a nap you just want to be as rested as possible for when you start to dive into your scenes and if you have a really early call and you're nervous about the sometimes you'll say well i'm going to bed by nine well you never go to bed by nine you go to bed at midnight it's hard to fall asleep at nine so you may not get as much sleep so when if you need know you may need to nap these things are very very helpful just a couple more again especially for For uh, the ladies. ladies Yeah, I always have a pocket mirror with me on set, too. Okay. Uh, and I bring my five most essential makeup products. Okay. Now, don't piss off the HMU person. So if they do something to your HMU hair. HMU stands The, the for? hair makeup person, if they do something to your hair or your makeup. Obviously, I'm not talking about major changes, but I have had people really butcher my face before in a way that they just don't you know if you're doing somebody's face the first time so i'll always bring things so that at the end of the day i can always make myself look salvageable again i'm not changing the look they're doing drastically it's not like they've given me a red lip i take it off and i do a nude but just uh, like under the eyes or your mascara and oil pads in case i'm looking really shiny okay Uh, all right great. i I have a little hairbrush as well that i keep with me little hairbrush good i don't need a hairbrush anyway moving on moving on so okay now let's talk about heading there and arriving there i already said leave early leave plenty of time here's my issue a lot of people say you know i don't want to just be sitting around okay but sitting around and knowing you're there is better than trying to gamble Mm -hmm. you know so you don't, you know, you're tight to the time you're going to get there. That leaves no wiggle room, no room for any problems. And, you know, if you're late, that's a problem for them. But if you are going to be late, let's say you did everything correctly. And There's I've an been accident. on sets. Well, here's sometimes I shoot in a lot of remote locations where the GPS just drops. And I get a little lost, you know, and and the GPS will be like fluttering around and it's a little crazy and I might get a little lost. Just text or or call the person, your contact person. That's the other thing, uh, jumping back the night before. Make sure you have your contact person's information. And a lot of times they've already called you, so their number is in your phone on a received call. But if you don't, make sure you have it at a touch of a thumb or a finger so you, you can get in touch with them if you are running late, if there is an issue. They will appreciate the call. Listen, they pad these times anyway. They always do to make sure they have extra time 
to make sure you're there anyway. They just need to know for their whole process of who they're putting in the makeup chair, who they're putting through costumes and all that stuff. They need to know if someone's running late. If they haven't uh, specified parking, Sean, do you ask them beforehand? Usually that's going to be on the call sheet. And if it's not because it's a smaller production, do you say? If it's a smaller production, 90% of the time they will tell you. But of course, if they don't, just say, where do I park? If it's a small one, the answer I get 90% of the time, oh, street parking, because it's in front of a house or it's in front of a... I, you know. I'll usually phrase it like, what does parking look like? Oh, okay. There you go. What's does parking... Uh, it's flat. Okay. Goodbye, Roxy. Mm. No. <laughs> it was flat with two white lines. No, I'm just kidding. Have you seen the... You're on one. Well, because I'm teaching sketch tonight, and I'm just on fire for the You're class. Fire. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. Uh, you can send your refunds into me for the. I also just for our listeners, I'm glad you brought up the "I don't want to be sitting around" mentality, Sean. Yeah. If that is your philosophy on life, you are not right for this business. That's yeah. the only thing I'll say. Hurry yeah. up and wait. Yeah. Hurry, hurry up, up and, and wait. wait. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, all right, you've gotten there. You're there on time, right? You want to reach out and find your contact person you've spoken with them emailed them or texted them for sure there's somebody that will have reached out to you on a bigger production you look for a pa they have a little headphones on or that's right headphones right what i call it earpiece earpiece yeah and they will usually find you and say hey sean how are you so then you have to just find in where do you put your backpack your stuff your laptop or your chargers and all that kind of stuff smaller productions will have some kind of a holding area now you want to observe where you are and what's going on. If it's like a student film and they're scattered and they don't know what's going on, you might want to keep that stuff in the trunk of your car. Yeah. Because I've had stuff, you know, I've had people lose some stuff on sets. And sometimes they're innocent mistakes, but sometimes they're just a friend of one of the crew people that cruised in and decided to grab your stuff. So... A lot of, obviously, in the trailer, you want to do that. You can, you know, keep your stuff in the trailer, no problem. But even then, sometimes valuables are a little tough. So you want to talk to the person in charge of uh, the transportation and see how do these, how do these doors lock? How can I lock them up? Um, if you're going to be out of it for a really long time. So find a place to store your stuff. If you get into a trailer, make sure you know how to turn on the heat and the air. Don't let anyone leave until, you know, if a PA walks you in there and you realize how to do it. But if you don't know how to turn on the heat or the air conditioning or whatever, just ask somebody. A lot of times there will be a transportation person around just to make sure you're not – know how to take care of yourself the rest of the day so you don't have to jump all over them when it gets busier later. And and then the first thing that any legitimate, you know, union job will have is sign the pa- they will have you sign your paperwork before you actually show up in front of the cameras. It's required. And this is something that's not signed prior to showing up to set, Sean. That is correct. Now that the thing that may be signed before you get there is a deal memo and that's signed by your agent agreeing to everything. And you might they some very rarely do they ask you to sign it with the agent, but the agent signs it on your behalf. You review it and make sure everything's there. So then when you get the contract, you have to make sure that everything they said. I had a commercial audition. I'm sorry, a commercial job where they guaranteed me, you know, like triple scale or whatever. And I got there and it was normal scale. And I called my commercial agent and he said, nope, that is incorrect. That is incorrect. What they said here. And I remember this producer coming over. She goes, yeah, yeah, you know, it's my mistake. It's my problem. But, you know, can you do us this favor? And I said, can you do me a favor? And she goes, sure. And I said, can you pay my rent? And she shut up and walked away. And I said, this is a question for my agent. This is not for me. And I just waited in my trailer, waiting for them to figure it out. They did. And then I signed it and went on my way. Um, A friend of mine, same thing, deal memo. They had discussed her nudity clause. Um, She is a very successful actress. This is a very legitimate show that people watch. And they, she had said, 
they had discussed no nudity for her. She got to set. She was looking over about to sign, and the nudity clause had been taken out. And they, she quickly looked through her sides, and there was a scene in which she was supposed to appear nude. And she quickly called her agent. They discussed. They were like, we thought once you had to set, maybe you'd feel more comfortable. This is a real story this wow. month. And then they put it back in, and after they discussed with them, and she said the whole time, please talk to my representation. So double-checking is definitely something you should do if you get those papers on set, making sure, like you said. Look over. Look over before you Everything's legit. And then, you know, on a very small independent, 90% of the time you're doing it as a favor and for free anyway, so there's nothing really to Mm -hmm. sign. Um, What you will sign if it is, it's a W-4, which is, you know, starting a job. Um, It puts your exemptions on there, your address, everything, your citizen paperwork, like we just talked about, the I-9 with the passport or the Social Security and um, ID. Um, And like we just said, make sure everything, you know, matches everything you discussed beforehand. Um, Then someone should tell you or you can look over the call sheet to see where your scene is shooting in the day. Are you first up, second up, third up? And again, all these things, most you will have a person and someone who in charge of communicating everything and they'll say, hey, Sean, we need you to go through makeup and hair um, and then we're going to take you up to rehearse and block the scene and then we're going to shoot. Or they'll say, hey, we need you to make and hair and you're probably the second scene but we just want you ready to go. Or they'll say, you're not shooting for a while, feel free to rest, you know? But a lot of times when you first get to set, they will offer you food. You will go to get breakfast, no matter what time of day it is, if it's the first thing in the morning or the first shot of the day, even if it's at four in the afternoon, they'll serve you a breakfast, which is the first meal. So coordinate with them and say, hey, I want to do makeup and hair. And then you can politely say, you know, can I eat breakfast? And they said, yeah, you know what? You have 15 minutes, go do that. Or they can bring it to you in the makeup chair. So just coordinate and be polite. Obviously, don't try to get, you know, chew with your mouth closed and don't pick things that are super messy and require two hands to eat, you know, two hands to eat. It's very difficult. Try to get something like a breakfast burrito if you're sitting in a makeup chair. Just, again, try to make it easy for them. Um, Or, you know, a bowl that they can do stuff and you just have a little spoon eating a bowl of something. Um, You'll get your food and then you'll go to makeup. And with makeup, I said, you know, clean, washed. But make sure you tell them anything that's specific. They'll, again, most of the time they'll ask. But if they don't, just say, oh, I have a rash or I have a cold sore. Like, I'll get cold sores sometimes with the sunburns and stuff in the sun. Uh, or I uh, I actually use Rogaine, which is for your bald spots, so it doesn't get huger. Uh, and if there's a young woman uh, of childbearing age, you might say it's, that's not good for you're not that minoxidil is not good for uh, people who are trying to get pregnant. It may call, cause birth defects. So. Just communicate right up front about anything that the makeup person needs to know. Know your face. Um, yeah. This is something they a lot of times will say, oily or dry skin. Know the answer to that. Know the answer so to that. So that you don't end up looking crazy. Yeah. Um, and, I, I, yeah, I know that a lot of different people have different skin things. Yeah, uh, yeah. So just make sure that you're communicating that. Just yeah. To echo, I think that's a great point, Rox. And one of the things that Sean often talks about on this show is just – People stereotype actors as being the most vain, but in a lot of ways, I think acting is the least, the profession that requires the least amount of vanity. Yeah. Because if they're asking questions like oily or dry, however you feel about your skin, you have to be honest. Or if they ask yeah. you for your weight or your body type, you are an yeah. actor, you're on camera, you have to be forthcoming about these details right. because you don't want to get to set and your clothes don't fit. Or we've gone over this before, but it's just very, I think it's worth reiterating. Yeah, I agree. And 90% of the time, they want you, it, let's say if you have a pullover shirt or top or blouse, you should wear that when you go to the makeup trailer. You could stay maybe in your sweatpants, but you must have that shirt on if you're if you're going to be pulling it over your head because then they work with you and you keep it there and then they put little tissues around it to make sure they don't get it dirty. But a lot of times you'll put in at least the top half of your costume so they can put the makeup around that. Um, Sometimes they'll have you in full costume. Again, if you're going quickly, they'll say, get dressed right away. Um, 
you should have someone come to you immediately and hand you your costume or it will be in your trailer. If you don't and they're sending you to the makeup chair uh, and you know that you have a pull-up thing, politely ask, hey, I didn't, my, I didn't get my costume yet and I know I have a pullover shirt. Should I have that on beforehand? These Sometimes on the smaller things, the PAs are just like, oh, my God, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. Yeah. That helps them. It helps them alleviate mistakes because if you know you can help them out and you don't, then all of a sudden they have a problem later. They might be embarrassed by the makeup person, and you don't want to do that. You want to keep everything running smoothly. So then what I do is and, – and be prepared for this, and I didn't write this down, but I thought about this on the way over. Be prepared, guys. Sets are the most open places in the world. People are love to share their lives. Uh, Alec Baldwin mentioned it as a, like this this um, instant family, almost instant. So I remember I walked out and I called my uh, girlfriend and I said, yeah, it was really nice. She's really nice. She's going through a hard time though. She just got a divorce and her teenage uh, son wants to live back east with her father, but she doesn't. She's like, oh my God, you were in there for 10 minutes. And I go, Oh, yeah, that's so, you know, people are very open. So just know that people are open and friendly. And if you're not, that's okay. You can be quiet or whatever, but but just know that people are very open and friendly. Adding on to that, be incredibly careful because, Sean, going back to what you said at the top of this, it is a very small industry. Yeah. This is not the time to talk poorly about about anybody anybody that's in any part of the industry because like you said it is very open and sometimes you feel like you're closer with these people than you are and all of a sudden but no negativity or trashing only positivity hey i i happened to be on a show i was on special unit two i was kind of confused the way it was going i had a lot of tough monologues and i would bitch and moan it's my first series i didn't really know and i thought well they're my good friends the ladies in the makeup trailer and i got a call from the producer i think i mentioned it on the show and he said are you unhappy and then I went, what? And it's because I was talking a little smack in the makeup trailer. So Yeah, and even if it's about that. a completely different project, yeah. you never know. This happened to me the other day. So yeah, yeah, you, never, you know. never know. And that's not just with people. It's also just in general about projects. If you didn't like Joker, keep that to yourself because someone might have worked on it. Yeah, 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 that's yeah especially true. when you're on a set. In that chair, yeah. So uh, then what I like to do is write down everyone's name. I get out, I leave the makeup trailer and I will go on my phone immediately write down the ladies' names because they appreciate you, them, you, you, you know, remembering them later on. And people you're going to run into, I'll write down the PA because I know I'm going to see him or her. Or same with the makeup trailer, same with the costume people. I try to remember their name. And then when I get on set, I try to do that as well. So especially if you're going to be there a few days, man, it makes a difference when you walk in the next morning and you're like, hey, Jim, hey, Shelly, hey, Pete, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's a really, I think that's a really, really good idea. Then just be prepared to wait. And that's what we said. You wait until, you know, if you're blessed to be able to go. I mean, NYPD Blue, I got there in the morning. They put me right through makeup and hair. I went and rehearsed. We shot from 8 to 12, and I was out of there. So that does happen. Um, But sometimes you wait. If you can, what I like to do once I'm settled, I like to see if it's possible to just go say hello to the director and the producer, not if they're involved in rehearsing the first shot or really in a busy meeting, but if you can, go say hello and say, hey, I'm just very excited to be here. Be very gracious. Who do you ask that? One of the PAs or one of the, whatever the contact person is that you've been talking to. So you'll say, is blah, blah, blah free to say hello to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say, hey, I'd love to go say hi. And they say, oh, they're in a meeting or they're going over the first shot or they're discussing something with their director of photography. Then you go, great, I'll see them later. But if you can, why not? It just shows that you're excited to be there and happy to be there. I always try to go up to set and see them. Um, yeah, and it, okay, so here's to manage those first few hours. Whoever that person your contact is, the PA or whatever the person that's kind of in charge of you, your wrangler, make sure they know where you are at all times. So I always say, hey, just letting you know, I'm running to the bathroom. Hey, just letting you know, I'm running to the craft service table or the snack table. Hey, I'm just letting you know, I'm going to walk up to set to just watch this shot. It seems really good. So they need to know where you are all the time. And I remember a friend of mine said, God, I just don't know why you do what you do. I said, why? He goes, because you have to ask him when to go to the bathroom and you're a grown man. And I go, 
So what? Like, I don't yeah, know why yeah. that bothered them, but it but it just doesn't matter to me. Um, then just take your time, relax, go over lines, whatever you need to do. If you're stressed out about your lines, go over them, relax, uh, you know. But what I like to do is to walk around and network with your other actors. Again, I'm not saying go bother a bunch of people. I'm saying organically start conversations with nice people. A lot of times once the makeup department is done and they send everyone out, you go in there, say hello, and I've sat there for a while just talking to the makeup and the hair ladies. Sean, if you're on a smaller set, what about watching? You can watch, but just make sure you clear it with the director, the assistant director, usually the assistant director or PA, to just make sure you're out of the way. Every, you know, if you hear, you know, all these people who have directed their own movies, man, they shadow. That's called shadowing. as watching the director's work. Right. They watched forever to see how it was done. Bradley Cooper just said he went to the editing room. He talked to the light guy, the sound guy, the camera guy. You know, just watching and observing. Plus, it's great network and it's a great education for free. Um, Simple tip, make sure if you are in your wardrobe and you want a snack, be very careful. What I like to do is sometimes I'll bring my hoodie with a zipper and I'll zip that up. And um, just make sure that you're not going to spill anything on your wardrobe. So just be very careful about that. And like I said, go out and network and meet people. So that is how it was on a set. But let me tell you about how it was pulling into the huge circus that was Twister in 1995 in the summer of 95 we would get we would wake up early and roll into a van at like five in the morning and sleep in the van all the way out to some remote field and then it was crazy state are you in uh oklahoma and uh, it was like a major circus there was tents everywhere there was a helicopter i mean it was just a huge tons of trucks it was just crazy and we'd check in, and we knew our, our people. And then I would go. I had a little. It's called a honey wagon. It's a very. It's just like a little tiny room, three by three foot by like eight feet, tiny tiny room with a bed in it. Um, but it was really cool because Philip Seymour Hoffman and Alan Ruck had things called half bangers, which are full trailer and they're cut in half. But they each had nice little rooms with TVs and stuff. And Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt would, depending on the day, one of them would invite everyone in their room to hang and watch a movie. Because we had to wait a lot on that movie, a lot. And we would go and hang out in their trailers and watch movies or play poker or, you know, just hang out and and talk plays and things like that and talk about where we wanted to go antiquing that weekend. Um, I remember on a pig farm, my favorite story, a friend of mine who was doing med school in Iowa, when we moved up to Iowa, there was a pig farm and man, it really, really stunk. And he came to set and we walked into the craft service table and there was a muffin, a blueberry muffin sitting there with, you know, little blueberries on top. And I reached for it and all the blueberries flew away because it was actually flies all over uh. it. And I remember my doctor friend picked it up and ate it, Dr. John Thompson, San Diego. Shout out to my friend. Uh, and I said, what are you doing? That's so gross. And he said, listen, I'm a doctor. Our bodies can handle all the bacteria. Unless you see like smeared feces on this thing, you're going to be fine. And he ate it and he never got sick. And, and you know, but we, yeah, it's yeah. just a, it's just a gross thing. But, and I remember that being on that pig farm for sure. And we were, ju- and it was so hot. And as the day got hotter and hotter, the stink just got worse and worse and worse. So you were like, how many days were you on this? This pig farm probably about five days. So we would just run in between people's trailers to watch the movies and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, it was a completely different experience. And then they had really nice catering. If you were stuck in the hometown an hour away and you weren't shooting that day, you just had tiny little, you know, restaurants there. But they always had nice catering. And I remember 4th of July, they had just amazing spread, including an ice sculpture in the food tent Dang. for 4th of July. It was really fun. So that's what it was like coming to that set every day, rolling out of your van. And I had my same Bugs Bunny T-shirt and my little compass and my backwards baseball hat that I wore every day for six, five to six months. So 
that's how it was there. And then, you know, depending on the day, you'd get a couple smudges because you were helping Aunt Meg out of the house or, you know. But it was easy for me because, you know, I have pretty fair, even skin. And, uh, you know, they just didn't do a lot. They don't do a lot for guys, you know, especially when we're shooting outside. So yeah. that's what Lucky it was you. like on Twister. But, you know, it took me a while to feel like I belonged there. So. You know, like Lizzo. Like Lizzo. Walk in, feel confident, don't be cocky like you own the place, but be comfortable and help these people get their jobs done easily. Don't be difficult. It's real important. And speaking of difficult, Roxy, where can we find you? Everywhere at Roxy Stryer. Mr. Fantabulous. Uh, you guys, I can be found anywhere at Jeffrey C. Graham, and I gotta say, such a fun show, Sean. It makes me, I've been on a set in a while, and it makes know, me itch it makes to you get, back get back. Yeah, yeah, totally. Great show. Exactly. And, uh, I'm at that guy, SMW, on Instagram and Twitter, and you can, uh, join my group on Facebook, Sean Whalen Peeps. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.